0: Boo-boo Sit, boo-boo Sit, girl. I'm good doctor.
1: That's some bad hat
0: hair. Sure. It's a cool hat. get any of that? Not a doctor.
2: Bye, have a beautiful friend of mine.
0: My arm, no, we're out. My no, we're out. I'm it Good night, everybody. And so...
2: Hello and welcome to Hunting Seasons, the podcast that dares to binge watch, deep dive and break down a season of television each and every episode. I'm Broderick Gordis. I'm Damask Leary. And today we'll be discussing Ms. Marvel Season 1. Damask Leary, how are you this Sunday evening?
1: I am good. I was just watching a little documentary on Netflix about Woodstock 99, which was oh, ridiculous. Yes. Yeah. Um, Interesting absolute chaos
2: totally is this like i, I suppose that the the more recent example of something like this would have been the Firefest fest stuff that happened a while ago is this like com- comparable to that is this
1: yeah i mean not in terms of
2: It's probably actually a real uh, festival and
1: not a scam yeah it was a real <laughs> so there was that just on an organizational level sure. but then also just like the people who went lost their minds Oh, wonderful. Um, so, yeah, interesting.
2: Would you recommend checking this documentary out?
1: On a lazy Sunday afternoon, you've got nothing else to watch, sure.
2: Sure, excellent. A, heart, a Dazzling recommendation for this. Uh, thank you, thank you so is. much. All right, let's not waste any time and get to our spoiler-free review of Ms. Marvel Season 1. Let me clue you in. Season in review. Ms. Marvel is an American teen superhero series created by Bisha K. Ali for Disney+, Plus, based on the Marvel Comics character Kamala Khan and her alter ego, Ms. Marvel. It is the seventh MCU series to premiere on Disney+, Plus since 2020, sharing continuity with the films of the franchise, and follows Kamala Khan, a 16-year-old Pakistani-American Muslim and fangirl of the Avengers, who struggles to fit in until she gains her own powers. Iman Vellani stars as Kamala alongside Matt Lintz, Yasmeen Fletcher, Zenobia Shroff, Mohan Kapur, Sagar Sheikh, Rish Shah, Arian Moyade, Alyssa Reiner, Nimra Bukhar and Aramis Knight. Ms. Marvel premiered on June 8th, 2022, consisting of six episodes, each coming in at around 48 minutes and took us approximately four hours and 45 minutes to watch. While a second season of Ms. Marvel has not been announced, Villani will reprise her role as Khan in the upcoming Captain Marvel sequel film, The Marvels, slated for next year. So, Damask, before we get to our spoiler-free reviews of Ms. Marvel Season 1, could you remind the listeners how you feel about uh, the MCU TV shows overall? We already know you're a fan of the MCU film series the Avengers and so forth. But how have you found the TV shows on Disney Plus? And also, what's your familiarity with the character of Ms. Marvel before watching the show?
1: Uh, I love, I love, love, love WandaVision. Um, nothing has surpassed that. Um, nothing's really come close. I, I, oh, no, mm, Loki. Loki came pretty close. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, those two definitely been a highlight. I quite enjoyed Moon Knight, but certainly had its faults... Uh, I hated what was the what was the Winter Soldier one?
2: Ah, uh, Falcon the Winter Sol- Soldier. yeah. I
1: really didn't like that one. I thought it was boring as poop. <laughs> um, what else have we had?
2: Uh we had Hawkeye.
1: Hawkeye. Oh, that was okay, yep. but it wasn't like appointment TV. Totally. Um, so there've been like fine. Oh, and what
2: if? I guess we had What If as well. oh uh,
1: yeah. Look, I'm not gonna even bother commenting about that. <laughs> uh, they've, they've been fine with some really high highs for me.
2: Yeah, I think there is like a three-tier system to what's come out so far. I think there's division and Loki at the very top. Then there's like the middle ground, which is where I'd sort of put Hawkeye. And then mm. I think the bottom tier for me is like Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Moon Knight, and What If. Mm. Um, not to say they don't have their upsides, those final shows, but they certainly didn't, like, make me believe that lots of these Marvel TV shows are a good idea. WandaVision yeah. and Loki are really the only two that have made me go, boy, I hope there's lots more of this to come. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, Hawkeye was fine. I'll put it right in the middle there, I guess. Yeah. Uh, with all that in mind, Damask, could you please give us your spoiler-free review of Ms. Marvel Season 1?
1: Sure. I mean, just picking, picking back off what we were just talking about um with those those rungs, those tears. Mm. Look, Miss Marvel, it's it's going in that bottom rung. I'm Ooh. I'm I'm afraid. Look, it's it's fine, the show. Um but it is a kid's show and it feels like a kid's show a lot of time or a teen show, a young teen show. Um because of that I wasn't overly invested in the characters. Um, I don't know at no point did it really really grab me Um, I thought at least maybe some of the action or her powers might be cool but in terms of like the direction production design and acting overall it feels like a teen show Um, I don't I just simply don't think it's for me I didn't really enjoy myself watching it and Um, that's it.
2: Well, before we, on, before we move on to my review, where you say it's a teen show, it's aimed at a younger audience or a mm. different audience isn't necessarily us, but you enjoy teen shows. It's not it's not like you can't enjoy stuff that's aimed at a younger audience or a teen audience. You've enjoyed things like um Never Have Is it Never Have I Ever? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And those sorts of shows, which have some similarities, I think, in terms of tone. Um is there something about I mean, this? I found
1: sort of- Never Have I Ever funny mm-hmm. um a lot of the other teen stuff i usually has like at least some kind of queer bent to it that i can sure. hook onto and like relate on that level um like education or like yeah cute romance or whatever it is mm-hmm. um but just as like this is a superhero show and mm-hmm. it's a superhero show for teens and that didn't really work for me
2: gotcha I'm a bit more positive, generally, on Ms. Marvel. The more MCU shows I watch, the more apparent it becomes. They largely have the same structure and share the same problems. Uh, It starts out with a promising premise slash hook and a strong first one to two episodes. It gets lost a little bit in the middle episodes. Then they have an obligatory flashback slash backstory episode. And then no matter the genre, they have a big superhero climactic battle for a last episode. Loki stands out as being the only show that doesn't follow this pattern, I think. But virtually every other MCU show, including WandaVision for the most part, does. What sets the others apart is simply how well they execute on that formula and how much they let the flaws overwhelm their strength. Uh, Ms. Marvel doesn't break that MCU Disney Plus show formula, but is, in my opinion, one of the better outings so far... Uh, Sitting distinctly below Loki and WandaVision, so not in that top tier at all, Mm. um, but above the rest. So probably I'm feeling like this is sort of on a Hawkeye Mm. level. I certainly liked it more than Captain America, uh, Falcon, the Winter Soldier, more than What If, and more than Moon Knight overall. I think a huge, huge part of that is simply how much I did enjoy the character of Kamala. Um, and I did appreciate and I did sort of get sucked into her relationship with her family and her friends to some degree. Um, I, I liked being around her and around them. It wasn't necessarily groundbreaking, from, especially from like a teen show or a teen story point of view, not really. But um, I think Iman Vellani is very charismatic and I really like her as Kamala. Um, and it did the work of getting me to care about her and her relationships with her friends, but especially with her family. Now, how well it followed through with that all the way to the ending, which is a problem I think these shows have had. They start really strong and they kind of don't necessarily pull off where they land. We'll talk about that in spoilers, I think. Um, At times, I think it was quite visually interesting and imaginative, um, using animation and semi-diegetic imagery to bring life and energy to otherwise unremarkable conversations or interactions. The first two episodes in particular really lent into this, like... Showing animated versions of what Kamala is thinking, or using like graffiti on walls coming to life to tell things, or when they're sending text messages, um, like using uh, LED things or stuff inside the scenery to like make that. Like, so many shows now, and there's a text message going on, they just have the little bubbles pop up sort of outside, you know, in the shot, but they're actually going a little bit further than that. I appreciate the effort that was being put into it. Um, for the most part, but not always, I thought the show was relatively well-written. well, well written. Um, It's easy for these high school comedy to- uh, shows to get a bit quippy and quirky. And I think it mostly kept things pretty balanced. Um, and maybe that, again, just had a lot to do with, I think, that Iman Valani's performance was selling me on what they were giving her, if that makes sense. Uh, it was also another big step for Marvel um, when it comes to inclusivity and diversity. The show is centred around a Pakistani-American Muslim community and it's more than just background flavor. Um, it is uh, foreground. It's important. It's relevant to the story and the journey of the characters. It's not just lip service or token. It's embedded into the narrative. It's seemingly authentic, at least to an outside like myself, and essential to understanding the character. And I celebrate that through the whole season. I thought that was pretty strong. However, this is another example of an MCU show getting stuck somewhere between a TV and a movie. There is simultaneously too little going on for the show and too much for it to be a film. This is particularly punctuated in the middle episodes of the season, which I still can't decide if there need to be more or less of. And the villain story and the larger secrets around Kamala's powers uh, and their origins are just not well handled, often Mm -hmm. boring and sometimes just irritating. Uh, Only (laughs) the flag smashes from Falcon and the Winter Soldier might be executed worse than the villains are in this show. And yet, when all is said and done, overall, I was still charmed by Ms. Marvel. The foundations of character and culture are really strong, uh, dulling the effect of those elements that weren't working for me. And if Disney's objective was to get me to care about the character of Kamala Khan uh, in preparation for her big screen debut next year, then they at least achieved that. Uh, Damask, how would you... Do you have anything to say <laughs> about that before that you can talk about in uh, uh, non-spoilers?
1: Yeah, I... I- Pretty much disagree with every point you made, and it's not <laughs> like because. Huh, how can I say this? Oh, I'm um, not
2: the deep Debbie Downer for once. I've been a real <laughs> Debbie Downer lately on this show.
1: I, I get. Do I get what you're saying? I think like what you're saying is rational. <laughs> um, it's what not you're
2: complete. Insanity. Yeah, it's not you like are... I don't
1: know what you're talking about. Sure, sure. It's not like I'm like you're. You've lost your mind, bro. It's not <laughs> that. I just don't think there was any magic here.
2: None at all. Not even. No. Not even little moments. You didn't. Not you really. didn't feel connected at all to Kamala and her family. No, no, I didn't. Interesting. Okay. Well,
1: not to. More her mum, actually, I did. Not yep. to Kamala. I I didn't. No. Okay. I didn't really like the character very much.
2: Well, I mean, you, that's, you're going to have a massive problem. If you're not enjoying her, I guess, then yeah. you're going to have a hard, hard time. I guess, I mean, if there's one clear difference, if I was just enjoying her and I was enjoying that dynamic she had with her mum and her dad in particular, and even her brother, um, then that goes a long way. And and mm. really, in my review, that's how I explain it. It went a long way for me. It was enough to get me through and get me into the show, particularly in the first couple episodes. But mm-hmm. if that wasn't working for you, you had no hope.
1: Yeah, truly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> How would you score this out of five stars?
1: Um, I think because my issue with it really is that I generally see that this show just simply isn't for me, but I can see a lot of people enjoying it. Mm-hmm. So I don't think... Therefore, I don't think it's a bad show. Sure. Um, I don't think it's amazing at all. Um, I think it's pretty stock standard. So, I'm going to give it... Um, I'll give it like a two and a half.
2: Sure. I think that's fair. I am... I'm going to give it a three and a half. I would say it's a low-ish three and a half, though. Mm. It more edges on the decent side than the excellent side. Um. But I was I was particularly into the first two episodes. I quite liked the last episode, apart from some plot mechanics that were a bit like, are we really doing this this way? This is how we're gonna do this. There is some trash in the middle, though, that I'm looking forward to talking about why that wasn't working. Um, but again, if Show can live or die sometimes by its like principle actors and characters and there was enough there for me to at least enjoy the show and want to watch to the end and again looking forward to seeing where the character of ms marvel and kamala khan goes in the movies
0: hey it's danny pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget
1: Before we dive into spoilers, we'd like to ask everyone who enjoys the show to please review us on Apple Podcasts and or Spotify. Nothing helps the show to grow more than by throwing five stars or a glowing review our way.
2: And to sweeten that deal, if we ever reach 25 written reviews on Apple Podcasts, we're not that far away, guys. Just a couple more, uh, five or six more, we'll get there. We will finally review Buffy the Vampire Slayer Season 1. Who doesn't want to hear that?
1: Apparently, a lot of people. Apparently All right. We would also love you to share hunting seasons with anyone in your life that obsessively wants to talk to you about TV. Shove this in their face and it'll make them super happy.
2: Maybe we need to start on the burner accounts. Maybe we're the only ones who want this and that's the mistake. What else could we offer people? We'll, we'll think about that. Next week, we're back with our review. I think of a show that we're going to be a bit more enthused about reviewing A League of Their Own. Oh, my God. One. <laughs>
1: I've already watched, like, 90% of it, and it's so good. Spoilers. Oh, my God. I'm so happy. I'm so excited.
2: If you would like to contribute to our discussion of A League of Their Own, if you have any thoughts on Ms. Marvel and tell us uh, maybe what we're getting right or getting wrong here, you can write to us or send us an audio recording that we may include on a future episode to contact at huntingseasonspodcast.com or find us on Twitter at HuntingSCast. But right now, let's talk Spoilers. For Ms. Marvel, season one,
0: deep dive. It's cool to know other people think about this stuff too.
2: Let's talk about Kamala's story, since it's the main thrust. Um, mm-hmm. Do you were you? It doesn't sound like you were, so I'm pretty sure I understand what your answer is <laughs> going to be here. Um, were you related to or charmed at all by things like her being like an Avengers fanboy, like having this? We as fans of the MCU, for instance having a character and a superhero now who sort of embodies the feeling of being a fan of of superheroes, become a superhero. Was that Mm. engaging or enticing or attractive at all?
1: Um, There are certainly things that I can relate to, obviously. One, being a superhero fan, but I'm going to come back to that. Mm. Um, But, you know, also just like being in a family that don't share your interests or for cultural or religious reasons um, you don't vibe with in a way that seems natural um, or sometimes healthy. Like there's heaps there that I can absolutely relate to. And I think in terms of that, I think Never Have I Ever Mm -hmm. does that really well um, for me. This show, it's doing something really similar, but I think less effectively. Um, In terms of being a superhero fangirl, which, great concept. I just, <laughs> and it's not, this isn't really a big deal. It's just something that I, I think about, Um, is it gets weird because, like, there's so much, like, death and real world tragedy in terms of the universe that they belong to uh-huh. that it gets a bit confusing.
2: It's like being, like... I'm a super fan of Seal Team uh, Seal Team 6 and like going to conventions cosplaying mm-hmm. as Seal Team 6 and yes. like being well, really like, happy they killed Osama bin Laden. Someone and, like, pointed
1: out on Twitter and this was for um the latest Thor film not for Ms Marvel but um spoilers for Thor Love and Thunder. It's it's really not a spoiler. Oh, okay. In the background there's a like an ice cream shop called like Infinity Cones mm. and someone just made the comment being like well, that'd be like, I don't know, someone made a food pun about swastikas or something. You know uh, what I mean? Or like Auschwitz yeah. or something. Like, in terms of their reality and what that actually represents, like, it's cutesy and fun. But then it's, you start asking questions about how people feel about truly tragic things ha- and terrifying things happening around them. Anyway, it's this. It's not a showbreaker. It's just something sure. that I think about. and makes me go, hmm, weird. Because these... People, these beings that exist in their world are not movie stars. Yeah. Um, They're not fictional characters. They are beings that hold so much power and everything they know about them is because terrible things have happened.
2: Sure. Yeah. The um, one question people had asked for a while is how is she a Captain Marvel fan when Captain Marvel's barely been around? Like Captain Marvel. It's fascinating. Yeah. Shows up. Uh at the very start of Endgame, I think. Uh, then is kind of hanging around or disappears the other side of the galaxy for five years and then shows up again. Yeah, who's at the end getting of the
1: word out about Miss Marvel? Like, does she have well, they, some that, kind that, of PR that, person?
2: That no, it got answered. Uh, oh, did it? Scott Lang has been doing a podcast and basically been talking oh. about. It. So the reason that everybody <laughs> knows about everything that goes on with the Avengers is because mm. uh, ant Man has been doing a post Endgame podcast, right. basically discussing all of this stuff. So that's why everyone knows who Ms. Marvel is. What's cra- or Captain Marvel is, but what's still crazy is that like you can buy like Captain Marvel posters and things like that. Like it's one mm. thing for it to be become like a part of a podcast like Serial, which everyone's getting on. I was on about. But are there? There's not posters and merchandise. Maybe there's some, but not enough to fill a teenage girl's bedroom with i wouldn't have thought <laughs> do you know what i mean
1: yeah no totally i mean it makes sense if um you know earlier versions of of tony stark was around because i could see him totally. you know through like stark enterprises like Branded running to the market it and stuff. yeah 100%. that would make sense yeah but otherwise i don't know who's doing that yeah
2: for captain marvel yeah yeah
1: mm.
2: yeah who she licensed her de- done a license and deal with <laughs> yeah probably through stark industries or something like that um yeah, uh, I, I appreciate that. It's built into the character in the comic books, I think, as well, as always a fanboy. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a fun keep angle. saying fanboy, it, and I don't fangirl, know Fangirl, sorry. The, um, but yeah, it does like, raise a lot of questions about the the nature of the world, especially when mm. the show can't decide how much it does or doesn't want us to think about the implications of the snap. Like mm. the blip. And
1: how serious we should take it. Because some are like fine and yeah. others are like, it has destroyed my life.
2: Yeah, it's like it's played for laughs in um, uh, Spider-Man not No Way Home, Far From Home. Um, sort of like, or maybe there's No Way mm. Home where there's like snapping in, like the, the marching band snaps in and out and stuff like that. Mm. And then then some kids are like way grown up and hot and stuff like that or whatever it is. And then in others it's like the most traumatic thing that ever happened, like Monica Rambeau. Yes. Um and you gotta it's I guess I guess all those things can be true. Yeah, that's it, true. Yeah. But it but it's it can be a bit unwieldy as well. It's like, is this a big deal or was it not? Um What about the relationship with her family? I've already said I found that quite engaging or sort of entertaining. I liked I mean, it's nothing new—the idea Mm. of like a teenager having a um, difficult relationship with her parents. But I think what I liked about it is I genuinely saw the 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 faults from both sides. It wasn't like the parents are obviously just terrible parents, and it wasn't like Kamala was obviously like in the right the whole time. It was a mixture of both, and everyone was trying, but they just weren't on the same level. It was it was there was a disconnect in her interests and what they want for her and they tried to meet her halfway but she wasn't budging when it came to like the costume they wanted to wear to go to this thing and to go with you know uh, a chaperone essentially i don't know did you why didn't it work for you do you think
1: um yeah i mean i think a lot of times when this story is told these days it's not black and white so the whole you mm-hmm. know Yeah, I can see both sides. I don't think is unique to this show. I think the foundation of it is that the characters, I didn't get to know the characters super well. I wasn't necessarily endeared to them very much until I felt like I got to know the mum a lot more by the end and I was quite endeared to her. Dad seems nice and... I love the dad. Um. Kamala just wasn't working for me. So, at that very foundational level, if it's not working for me, it doesn't matter if the story about the family is interesting because I'm vibing with the character.
2: Maybe that's where we need to go to. What was it about Kamala that that wasn't vibing with you? Is it her attitude? Is it... Uh, is it a performance thing? Is it a writing thing? Is it that mm. you just sort of weren't on, you just weren't interested in her story, what her struggle was?
1: Yeah, look, I don't love to say this because this is a young person, but I do think it was performance. So we, can, um, we can
2: blame it on casting if you want. Sometimes it's a casting question rather than performance, thing. or they direction,
1: or, what, or whatever it might or the have above. been. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the the way that I receive that though is through I'm seeing the performance. Totally, you know, I I, I can't really imagine it with a, another cast or with a, a different director. I'm not not there on the set, not seeing what kind of direction she's getting. Um, it felt a little. <laughs> I, just don't wanna, I don't want to. I don't want to insult anyone. Um, it felt a little. Uh, I know. I know Dis- what you're say. Disney Channel. Which, it's a little Disney Channel t- to me.
2: It's worth saying you are not not a fan of Disney Channel necessarily. Exactly.
1: You know and I mean? here's the thing: is that going into a Marvel show, that is not my expectation. If I knew that we were like, I don't know, there was a Hannah Montana. Reboot. Sure. Miley was reprising the role. Oh my god, I'm envisioning that and kind of into it. Anyway, if that's <laughs> what like I was,
2: Carly, why wouldn't they do it with uh, <laughs> Hannah Montana? There's they tried no way <laughs> <McGuire>. Miley
1: Cyrus <laughs> can you is ever going back to Disney? <laughs> um, that would be hilarious. That would be fantastic. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they should have done it with Lizzie. Anyway, we they can't tried. go back. We can't. Yeah. I know they tried. They didn't try hard enough. <laughs> they wouldn't let up. her fuck anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> if that was my Expectation, then perhaps I would have been... Uh, 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 it's just I wanted something realer and truer, but I felt like I was seeing Selena Gomez in Wizards of Waverly Place.
2: I wish I knew what that meant. I think I kind of do, but I cannot tap There'll into that specifically. will be
1: probably my <laughs> people at home that are like, okay, yes, ah, that makes sense to me. I totally um, get what you're saying. But yeah, everyone else will be like, what the fuck does that mean? Um, don't, don't worry about it, okay? I'm coming from to the show from my own place and I, <laughs> yeah, I didn't love what I was seeing.
2: Sure. Yeah, I think this is... We were sort of saying this between segments. This is probably where you and I... I was connected and you were disconnected. Whereas I was into the performance. I did... I was charmed by Kamala Khan. Um, and funnily enough, I wasn't pre-the show starting. As in, when I saw the first trailers, I was a little bit, oh, as a teen show. I don't always have a great time with teen shows. And the little snippets we were giving us of Kamala didn't make me go, I, I'm going to like this character. I was kind of unconvinced. Mm. Um, and then, but when in the show... When it you know is part of the the prop, prop proper, I did find her compelling and I did find her charming and I was sort of sucked into the show, especially in those first couple of episodes where we're spending a lot of time getting to understand like her relationship with her with her friends and her relationship with her parents and her family, her relationship with her culture, her relationship with her school, with her um, being a fanboy of the Avengers, then finding her getting the powers for the first time, even things like. When she meets the the guy um, who ends up being the son of the villain and.
1: That 45 year old man that, that she starts man. hanging out with. Yes. Totally. <laughs> Go on.
2: But, like, when she comes home after sort of like. I think they organize a date or they've had their little, like, first rendezvous together and. She's like listening to some music or singing along in her head, and mm. we're sort of experiencing that with her, and the the lights and the camera and the the way it's moving. I would like I was I believed the euphoria she was going through. I believed I was. I will agree I was with that moment. That I was
1: like I remember when. A boy first asked me to be his girlfriend in high school. Did mm. we ever talk to each other? Did we ever touch? No, of course he didn't. But anyway, that afternoon I went home and I was beside myself. I'm like, oh this is it. It's finally happened. I've got a boyfriend. I was yeah, so I that moment was really good.
2: That moment didn't last. I guess
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I perhaps wanted more of that stuff. Perhaps yeah. the balance was off for me Um, because we have so much superhero stuff we have to have, Mm -hmm. um, including terrible, boring villains with like truly horrific-looking action sequences where the the way people are moving around the scene doesn't make any sense um, in terms of, well, how did she dodge that punch? Who knows? You just have to go with it. Anyway, if I had maybe more of the teen stuff and less of the superhero stuff... Um, maybe I would have been more on board, which is weird because I love superhero stuff.
2: Totally. But it is a problem where one of the ways that Marvel is trying to differentiate one Marvel property from another is to like, this is a superhero show, but it's a teen drama. This is a Mm. superhero show, but it's an espionage show. This is a teen show, you know, but it's, it's a superhero show, but it's this other genre of thing. And, it's been working in a lot of ways, but sometimes it does hamper the effect of the genre it's trying to do, because it always needs to come back to being a superhero thing. And I think mm-hmm. one of the reasons that, A, WandaVision worked so well is because for a long time, it kind of hid the superhero part of it.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: honestly, the weakest parts of the show were when it remembered it was a Marvel um, superhero show. Mm-hmm. And then Loki stands out to me because... Because I don't know if it was much of a superhero show. No, it was, I don't think it was much. It was a well, supervillain show in a way, but really it was kind of just like a sci fi mystery.
1: Yeah, it was fun exploring this weird world. Yeah,
2: and yeah. even like it's the one show that doesn't have like the big crescendo fight at the end that involves everything being big and bombastic. Mm. It was spoilers for Loki. Two of our main characters going to, like, a creepy castle, having an extended dialogue scene with this weirdo, mm. and a little mini fight between them. And, like, that was it. Yeah. And it rocked. It was it great, and it was it refreshing. Was I need
1: to rewatch that episode. That's yeah. so good. Oh, I-,
2: I think that whole whole show, really, um, yeah, true. from memory I need to get back to, because it-, it stands out as being distinctly different. From Mm. all of them. And as much as Wonder Vision was great doing its sitcom stuff, it did fall into the superhero stuff by the end of it. I Um, didn't mind that, but yeah. I I didn't hate it either because so much of it was strong, but it was definitely Mm. the weakest parts of that show, I think. Like when they're doing their witchy power stuff at the end. Mm. I was like, Oh yeah, do we really need this? Oh Vision's fighting himself. Do we need this? Um (laughs) Yes. Yes we did. Apparently we did. Um what about uh Kamala's culture, her uh Pakistani heritage, her um Islamic heritage, the way that was incorporated into the show, did you find that um interesting at least or engaging or refreshing?
1: Um yes, I did. i mm-hmm. I'm trying to think so, I I could see like little nuggets of something interesting occurring particularly in terms of like um how they're like it's treated by law enforcement and stuff and i Mm -hmm. thought that stuff was interesting i was getting nuggets of stuff i was that was piquing my interest um but it it was getting the the kitty treatment i suppose uh, in terms of like you know that mustache twirling woman who is part of that Uh, government organisation. What was her
2: name? What was the character's name in um, Orange is the New Black? Fig or something? Or...
1: Yeah, Can't yeah, remember. it was Vig and Caputo, Caputo. that yeah. were together. Yeah, gross. Um, why don't <laughs> ta- don't take me back there, please? I never want to go back to that prison ever again.
2: Um, <laughs> don't you want to go yeah. back for the the ghost story the idea we had involving? Oh, I tucky. About I still want that.
1: Yes. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, totally. That was from our *Oz the New Black* uh, review. I don't remember what season it was, but the anyway, it was the last one. Yeah, it was the last one. Okay. Yeah. Um. So that was interesting. Um, I don't know. Like, give me more of it. I don't know. Like, you are you saying it was like really interesting? Like, what are you specifically? Are you talking about? I,
2: I don't know whether interesting. I think I felt like it was this. this it's it's double edged sword, or there's two sides of this coin. In that, it felt more than just window dressing. It felt like it was authentically built into the character, her relationship with her family, things like talking about. Uh, the partition of India and Pakistan and stuff like this, which Mm. weren't parts of history that we get taught at school here in Australia. Um, Yeah,
1: that was like, that episode in particular was cool. I mean, I remember, I think we both first found out about partition because of Doctor Who. Correct. um, Which was really cool. Really opened my eyes. I was like, "Wait, what?" I yeah. had no idea. Um, so to see that once again um, be represented on TV was cool. So I did actually. That's probably the episode that I enjoyed the most because I was actually interested in that story in particular. Sure,
2: playing like like incorporating that stuff into it, real history, um, touching on a subject that a lot of people either don't know about or maybe doesn't get discussed enough. Um, and incorporating the end of the story was good. Um, her spending time at the mosque, her talking about, like, the struggles of being a woman in that community sometimes, uh, talking about, or just even including, like, the, the wedding and it feeling, I think, like an authentic sort of Pakistani wedding, the different mm. celebrations had a long way, like, really incorporating that. Even the fact that her powers came from um, an heirloom that came from her grandmother... That relates back to her culture, her Pakistani culture, was, I think, new. I don't think that's how it happened in the comic books. So making the story of Ms. Marvel more tied back to her, her heritage mm. was cool. It wasn't just, I believe, without having read the comics, that in the comics she is um, uh, an Inhuman who is mm. exposed to like this terrigan gas or something like that? And that's right. how she gets her powers. And it's got nothing to do with yeah. any sort of like think, familial history. Yeah,
1: I like the gin stuff I thought was cool. I wanted, mm-hmm. once again, I wanted more of that. And then when we'll those that, other absolutely. loser villains were gins, I was like, no, I want like cool gins that I, were interesting. Anyway, um, but so much of what you were saying was baked into it. It just, it, Made sense, felt organic. Yes. Um, so in in that way, it was it was really good, which is why I don't have a whole lot to say about yeah. it because it was it's such an important part, like fa- fabric in the show. Yeah. Um, in just a, a, it exists because it exists. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, and that's I think that's why I liked about it. It didn't feel it felt like they like speaking different languages, speaking. Um, oh, I can't remember what the language is that they speak all of a sudden. Uh, anyway, speaking not, uh, languages other than English, allowing long sequences to be subtitled, it just felt authentic and like they weren't just putting it in for the sake of putting it in, right? Say, oh, she's got this Pakistani Muslim heritage, make sure we include a little bit of that. No, it was baked in from the beginning and the whole way through. The problem was though, when you start talking, like the other flip side of this I was talking about is when you start including things like damage control, who were like to, meant to be Oh yeah, the government and authority are always going to target um, these Muslim communities more because they have this reputation for being terrorists or whatever. It's mm. like that's in there. What did you ultimately say with that though? Did you go far enough for that to have been a worthwhile inclusion? That stuff felt more tokenistic though. Like, yes. Does that make sense? Like from that's, a- that's
1: what I was saying about like the nugget. Yeah. Like I can see the nugget there of something yep. compelling um, to watch, but it got the kid treatment of perhaps maybe that's too big of a topic to deal with right now in this show that we're making.
2: Well, this is a Disney problem, I think. Disney have a a habit of, like, touching on this thing and then not really following through in falling... Uh, falling on any particular side when it comes to this stuff. Like, for instance, realistically, the damage control thing, it wasn't that damage control was bad. It's that this lady was particularly bad. It's not that authority in general is racist. It's just that She was racist. Stewie Mm -hmm. from succession, he was fine. Yeah, and that bit at the very end
1: when like the cops also join in with the neighborhood to protect them. I'm like, wait, what are we saying here? Right. Yeah.
2: It can't go all the way to actually say something that might be a little bit, you know, controversial or touchy. And this is like I think this was true in Falcon the Winter Soldier. It's like they wanna have their Isaiah Bradley stuff, and Mm. that was like cool, this, there was a black Captain America that nobody knows about because he was fucking treated, Um, you know, as a science experiment gone wrong. And then, all, although disposed he did this of, yeah. disposed of, right, mm. there's this dark history behind the identity of Captain America. But then when we get to the end of the show, I don't think that um, Sam did enough to really, he like has that speech at the end about how we all need to work together better <laughs> rather than saying, no, fuck this, this is fucked up. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, it yeah. won't go all the way. And they sort of did that again here. Disney, mm. I feel like they do that a lot with stuff. Um, mm. I'm trying to think of other examples, but even some of their animation, even some non-Marvel stuff, they'll, like, touch on ideas, but they won't go all the way to saying something true with with real conviction, if that makes sense. We yeah. want you to know that this stuff's important to people, and we understand that. But we're, you know, we don't want to piss people off either.
0: Yeah. Um
2: and that was where I was left a little bit like, eh.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, did you like her powers? Did you enjoy? Because they're different to the comic book as well. It's she's closer to a Mister Fantastic, I think, in the um, in the comic books where she's got the ability to sort of stretch and make her like fist bigger and make herself bigger and smaller to some degree. Not quite Ant Man esque, but mm. in that realm. Yeah, I, I mean, I like that
1: they were different. I thought the training montage was actually quite fun. I was like, okay, yeah. I'm, I'm starting to understand exactly what these powers are or these aspects of it, um, alongside her, which felt, which felt nice because I hadn't seen powers like that before. Which is good that we're getting some, some, some different uh, powers. Coming up, which is cool when we're going to have characters interacting with each other in the future. It it is interesting. It did make me go, oh boy, she's never going to be able to like run out of like a bad situation because she's literally creating her own spotlight as she escapes. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, there were certain things I'm like, is it like super, is it a super great power? Probably not. Um, But I guess she'll like, it'll grow and develop in the future it's funny it only
2: just hit me i was comparing it to mr fantastic reed richards right with the stretchy stuff in the comic books Mm. and their solution was to make her more like uh, sue storm they made her the invisible woman in the sense that she makes like force fields and stuff like that and that's kind of what she's doing in this like she creates barriers that she can step on and she creates like domes and stuff like that which is what sue storm does um
1: is it I thought she was just invisible.
2: No, no she isn't just invisible. She like creates ah. like like shields and things like she creates barriers. Which is kind of what ultimately kind Kamala's a doing defensive,
1: in this. Um power.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's I mean it's it's a little bit they they they've allowed her to do her big and thing. They've like, you know, she turns her like fist, she'll like cover it in that crystal light mm. night light stuff and like mm. hit people with it. Which is probably a little bit not... is more close to what she did in the comic books, I think, but still yeah, it's funny. They kind of just went from one Fantastic Four member to another one in a way. I only just occurred to me that was the case. Um, but I did enjoy her in Big and Bit. I did enjoy the powers. I enjoyed. I think they were probably choosing to make that change because they wanted to make a TV show, but making it look not funky with her yeah. stretching her limbs and stuff would have been yeah, difficult on a TV stuff budget. Would
1: look dumb, real quick, yeah.
2: And so this was easier to like weird crystalline glowy stuff. Doesn't have to look super authentic. Doesn't have to be mm. like look like real human skin stretching, for instance. Mm. And it was kind of a smart in between. Also, like allowed her to do some creative stuff, like the platform she like walks on stuff, which you know gives her some verticality and things like that. I, I I liked it for the most part, but I'm also not attached to the character in the comic book, so I wouldn't blame anyone for feeling like they were let down.
1: How did you feel about the action sequences?
2: Um. A little bit dorky, but like she is also like learning her powers. She's not great at it to begin with. Um, I think the one in the last episode wasn't bad. Once she's outside and making that big dome and like fighting with the police and stuff like that, I kind of liked that. Seeing even the stuff she was doing where she's not really fighting with the other guy with the same powers, she's sort of just like trying to stop him from hurting people. I enjoyed that because So often these things turn to. Two people with the same powers fighting each other, like um, Iron Man fights someone else who has an iron suit, or you know Thor fights Loki or whatever. Right? This was more just trying to stop him from hurting people. Um, there were some really bad action sequences, though. This the, when they're in Mumbai and they're doing that like chase scene. Oh through my the gosh, streets, that was
1: so terrible.
2: Was. Horrifically it, bad. It
1: was also lit terribly. Like it so much. Terribly, of It was lit terribly. It was shot terribly. Yeah.
2: It was edited terribly. It yeah. was awful. Yes. Um, the fight she has in the train station with the guy mm-hmm. that wears like the <laughs> bandana thing. Oh
1: my god, so lame. Yes.
2: Really, really bad.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um in general I didn't my, like the
1: wedding one either.
2: The wedding one wasn't it was great, if I didn't hate it.
1: I think it was like the direction of it or the editing. I was like, I don't understand how she got out of that situation or how on earth she's sure. possibly um, winning or getting or able to run away. Like it just, it was moments like that that made me go, okay, this is, this is um, for a younger audience perhaps. And they're not as meticulous about that stuff.
2: Um, the way, I didn't like in the last episode the like home alone thing they were doing.
1: Oh, my gosh.
2: You know, like, they're just outside. But here's the plan. I'll, I'll draw up in elaborate drawings, cartoons on a whiteboard. Yeah. Then we'll all go and do these things. Are going to take hours to resolve. Let's hope they don't come in the door any earlier than that. The
1: confidence they have that they will not be shot <laughs> exactly is entirely unwarranted. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. That, I don't that, care that how many sucks. TikTok
1: followers you have. You start pelting... Law enforcement, with any kind of projectile, they will shoot you in the face.
2: You don't. It, yeah. well, the, 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 the truth is, especially if you're a person of colour, you yeah. don't have to be doing that. You just have to be in the vicinity and you'll get shot. Like,
1: like they were being very brave, but I wish they weren't smiling through it because then I'm like, yeah. do they not know how like dangerous this situation they is? They are
2: in serious mortal yeah. danger here, yeah. Um, in general, where I think the show was losing me the most was with the villains, like the Djinn, and this mm-hmm. Red Dagger group they that oh they my meet. Because yep. be, both are introduced and passed through so quickly as to be basically inert. Like, they do mm-hmm. not... I don't understand them. I don't have any... Uh, there's not enough time for me to care whether I should be sympathetic to them or whether mm-hmm. I should hate them. The, the the Red Dagger as, like, a secret society just seems silly. The way that... And this is a... <laughs> remember, we were talking about Obi-Wan, and there was that sequ- that episode we both didn't like where they, they go into the Imperial base, uh, right? Yeah. At the end of it, mm. uh, a rebel um, is shot down and killed, and it's like, oh, my God, that guy's dead. And then no one cares about it after that, and it's like, why were we, were we meant to care that this person died? Yeah. Same thing happened for the leader of the Red Daggers. Like, oh, my yes! God, he's he was- dead. That man had two
1: lines, two lines, (laughs) and then we leave it and, like, the kid from Red Dagger was like, he'd be really proud of you, or something ridiculous like that, and I'd be like, who? Wasn't that guy just your uncle? Like, I don't fucking know who that man is. What are you talking about? He's proud of me.
2: And I'm not convinced that he cares. Like, surely, like, yes, they're in mortal danger, they've got things to worry about in that moment, but there's got to be a moment of, like, do you give a shit this guy just died? He was killed. Like, he's dead now.
1: Yeah, they saw someone die. Yeah, um, not much of a reaction, but it's given a weight that the show itself doesn't give it. Like exactly, see, it doesn't take it seriously, so I don't take it seriously. Yeah, um, which is odd, because then the the lines tell us that we're meant to, despite that man being a day player, you know.
2: And then we look at the gin stuff, and they're talking about like. These guys were like exiled, and if they try to make their way back, there's like there's a partition between our world and theirs. They've sort of been separated, but they hated won- that. And it's like, yeah, this is not a complete metaphor. You haven't done the work. I, I know what you're trying to do because you're also talking about this real world, you know, tragedy, horrific, um, historical atrocity that took place with the partition of India. But like these things don't equate, and by trying to make them equate but not doing the work, you've done disservice to both of them.
1: Yes. And that's a I just, r- I just think, real like, shame. If we're going to introduce the fact that she's Jin, mm-hmm. which is a real real cool idea and I love it. Um, And then actually it's like, oh no, she's just from like another dimension. dimension. I was like, firstly, that's, that's okay. They can be from another dimension. Have them like living as gods or whatever for a period of time or tricksters or whatever the fuck it might be. But make it like... Interesting. Make oh, yeah. it something, other than just using that word, but then, like, giving me nothing with it?
2: Yeah, they didn't go anywhere with it. I was waiting for them to be, like, are they from the dark dimension, maybe? Which is mm. something we're starting to maybe something. understand a little bit because of uh, what's happening with the Doctor Strange stuff. Or... Um, yeah, where where are they from? Are they from a multiverse? Cuz we're talking about multiverses now. What sort of dimension are we talking about? Give us a bit more detail then. There's somewhere over there and you are never gonna see. it. we don't
1: even need to like continue expanding of like, oh, this is another explanation of this this or this or just like I want to That's interesting that these magical or strong beings have existed and you know, feared, revered, whatever a period of time, they've probably had really interesting lives and are interesting people or Mm -hmm. beings. Yes. And we get nothing. Yes,
2: yes. We just, we even just the way it plays out, like in the one episode, Kamala finds out that she is Jin. She's related to these Jin, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. She meets them. They sort of like, yeah, you're one of us. We're really cool. We need your help getting to this place. By the end of that episode, they're attacking her brother's wedding. It's like they don't even follow through long enough to make you th- to give you time to to deal with them like Kamala making that mistake. If that makes yes. sense, that 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 tr- trusting them. It doesn't it doesn't last more yeah. than an episode. They're introduced. She and- spends
1: one afternoon with them. Um, it's very <laughs> yeah. obvious that they're actually evil. As soon as we yeah. meet that love interest guy, it's like, well, he's clearly going to be girl. part of the problem. Yeah. Um, so everything is so clearly you know what's going to happen there yeah. is no tension there at all uh it's yeah just a big waste of time that's extremely boring
0: yeah
2: um yeah that that that's that's the weakest element and that's where it's like the the superhero show part of it doesn't get enough time to be worth our time here so so it drags down because that's take up time anyway. It drags down the teen drama side of it that I was enjoying, if that makes sense. Anyway, mm-hmm. weird, weird, weird place to be. What about the revelation at the end of the season, including the stinger of the X Men 90s cartoon, Ooh! that Kamala Khan is the M word that's never been said inside the MCU before? Mm-hmm. She is a mutant.
1: Yes. Um, that. Little snippet of song we got, I perked up real quick. I was like, ooh um, Yeah, that, that part's exciting. And then maybe going, hmm, okay, she's going to be in more stuff. Maybe I'll come around to liking her later.
2: Sure. She's the, I mean, it, well, first of all, I know people, especially fans of the character and fans of the comic books normal, are annoyed that she's gone from being an inhuman to being a mutant um, because they feel like inhumans have not been done well in the MCU, and Mm. it's hard to argue that's not true. But it's also true that, in general, I think it's fair to say, whether you like one more than the other, mutants are far more recognisable and far Mm -hmm. more popular in the broader population from general Marvel audience. Um, And I think because I like the character as presented in this show, making her a mutant and maybe eventually... Folding her into the greater mutant problem, this idea of teens who sort of through puberty or whatever it might be start to express these weird powers that becomes a you know, they become like a maligned race within the MCU, especially it being a teen angst thing and, and it being Kamala Khan, I think fits really well. Mm-hmm. And I'm cool with this idea, especially like it's just oh, A, it was just great to hear the term finally. Mutant and know that the X Men really are mm. coming. That little buzz, but also like, I think Kamala will really fit really well within that, within what like mutants, Mut- the the X Men thing has been.
1: Yeah, um, for that I, I totally agree with. Yes,
2: um, we also got a post credit scene in the form of Carol Danvers. Um, oh yes, Captain like, Marvel. We? Yeah, we did mm-hmm. um, swapping places with Kamala
1: Khan. Yeah. I've got no idea what's going on there.
2: And showing up in a fam, fangirl's bedroom, surrounded by posters of herself.
1: <laughs> That's very strange. Um, I was happy to see her again. It's been so long, really, since we've spent any End real time. Year, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, fairly, you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, I'll, I look forward to see seeing her again in something more significant and also her not having that short haircut because i hated <laughs> that haircut it's so awful
2: the one she had in Endgame, the one that's like the
1: oh it's the so Mind bad thing. such a bad wig
2: okay i i mean i like that look on captain marvel in general maybe we, we can differ on the wig or not if it was any good or not but this is make you is there any part of this that makes you excited for like the marvels now that we've met monica we've obviously met carol and now we've met kamala does those, do those elements, those three things now, get you interested in the Marvels?
1: Mm, I mean, I'm always going to go and watch it. I need to see a trailer first because I still don't really, I can't quite conceptualise what the fuck we have it, no idea what's anyone's about. talking about when they're like, oh, the marbles. Okay, sure, what does that mean? I don't know. So I don't know how to get excited about that, but sure. Any last
0: words? Final thoughts. That's why you always leave
1: a note.
2: Damask, do you have any side notes?
1: Uh, I just have a question. Sure. I must have missed something. Okay, so... It's
2: been a while since I've watched it. It's been a few weeks since I watched the finale, but go on.
1: Her I'll grandma says to her on the phone, I believe, oh, did you see the train? Yes.
2: yes. How
1: did her grandma know that she would see the train?
2: I think her grandma saw it as well. Whenever what went down when she saw it, I think her grandma might have had a similar vision.
1: Of what? Of, of the, the train, train. That, that, that was also right next to her. What? That doesn't what, make any sense. What are you talking about?
2: How do you mean? So she saw... So Kamala, remind me how this went down, but it was like at the wedding, something happened. She was fighting with the gin lady and like she yeah. saw the train, right?
1: I think so, yes. I think
2: whatever whatever caused that to happen... I the grandma also had the same vision.
1: Oh, at the same time, I believe so. Oh, yes. Oh, okay.
2: I think again. It's been weeks since I've watched the episode. Okay. But I'm pretty sure that's what, and that's why she's like, "Yeah, you got to come. You got to come here because we got to discuss this." Basically. Um, I mean,
1: they could just talk over Facetime, but sure, grandma. She was terrible um, at Facetime. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, someone get that woman an iPad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that that clears that up. Thank you very much. Because I was like, I know that she hasn't worn the bangle. So, no, she's not having visions when she does, like when she puts on the bangle. So, I was just confused as to when she would have seen the train. But okay, thank you. I that clears it up.
2: I think that's right. Did you enjoy that idea of, like, a lot of people called it once we saw it was going to be a flashback. That Kamala was sort of the one who created the stars that led her back mm. to her dad and whatnot.
1: I liked it. I thought it was uh, successful. Yeah. It was
2: cute. What's mm. the point of it?
1: I don't know. Something fun. <laughs> yeah.
2: Sometimes. It's one of it's those weird What's things. What's the point about,
1: like, of any of this? I don't know. Well,
2: th- th- it was a question I was left with. is like, okay, that's what it's going to be. But what does that mean ultimately for Kamala to be the one who, like, did this thing? To be, A, like, we're invoking time travel, which
0: mm-hmm.
2: is a big deal in the MCU. It's only really happened one time and it was a huge fucking deal when they did it. That was an game. Right? Mm -hmm. So now Kamala can just sort of magically time travel, and it turns out it was a bootstrap paradox where she was always there Mm -hmm. and did that thing, was always going to do it. I don't know. It felt like it should have been more meaningful. It should have also, just like from a story point of view, I didn't feel like it. Yes, she got to sort of be there in that moment and maybe be a part of that history that she's heard about so much from her parents. But like, I don't know what it did for her as a character. Do you know what I mean?
1: I mean, yeah, we don't really get a moment of realization. I guess like in the writers' room, it would have been like, oh, and this is when she realised that she's like an integral and vital part of her like family's fabric. Or blah, or blah 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 sure. blah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess that probably was the purpose. But do we see that on screen necessarily? No.
2: Actually, this same sort of around the same time, episode five. Right. We've spent the whole series where. Uh, Kamala's mom is worried about her, you know, setting her a curfew. She's grounded. She can't do these things. Anytime she messes up and does something without telling her mom, she's in trouble. And then just all of a sudden is like, oh, you're a superhero with superpowers having deadly fights. This man over here is dead because of this thing you were going, you were doing a chase through Mumbai. I trust you now. What the fuck? <laughs> doesn't make any sense. <laughs>
1: No, it does not. She should be
2: horrified. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep, yep, yep. And yet, yep.
2: you said that was the relationship that you were most attached to. Like when? No, the mom I like the
1: mum. Just the, the mum in general. Just, I just like the mum. I oh, came okay. to really come around to. I thought she was cute.
2: I agree. I thought she was great and gave like a really authentic mum energy to that performance. Yes, um, very much so. Very, definitely. Um, the only side note I had is, you know, in the last episode when they're doing their home alone thing and they've, like, created this, like, fake um, improvised explosive device, IED, and, like, oh the my cops gosh. come in to, like, And then they're
1: like, oh, it's a bomb, we'll leave, which w- works, what that's the plan. And Perfect. they're like, no, let's show them that it's not a bomb. It yes. doesn't make any... I had the same thought. I was like, what the fuck?
2: Like a disco ball comes down it starts playing yeah. music. It's like, it like- would be better if you just... Just pretended pretended it was a a bomb. bomb. (laughs) It was like, that was working and you ruined it. Because
1: the amount of time that it takes, the bomb squad there and that little robot thing that comes in and goes, beep boop, beep boop. Um, Yeah, dumb. So dumb.
2: Ah, I thought that was hilarious. Uh, What were your highlights? And we'll start with your low light. What what's the low light of the season for you?
1: (sighs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Um, My low light. Well, there's never any moment where I'm like, oh, okay, no, the low light was... Um, the romance. Oh, um, it it just didn't make any, any sense to me. There was like, there was no chemistry. He looked far too old. It was very obvious that he was going to be a part of the problem from the very beginning. Um, maybe there was like a cute little love story somewhere in this show that was super teeny, like, you know, teeny boppy. Oh, this is exciting. What a rush. Um, then I would have liked the show more, but that, whole love story i was like stop wasting my time this guy is a creep
2: okay hold on so we've got sort of like three love stories there's the bruno is obviously we haven't even talked about Uh, Bruno. yeah
1: we don't need to (laughs) we don't talk about bruno
2: no 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 um shut up (laughs) honestly i feel proud of that Um, (laughs) you shouldn't (laughs) um I not even like that movie. Um, the
1: movie was shit, anyway.
2: <laughs> well, now we're into to the hot takes. Um, I'm pretty sure Kanto, I've said that on the podcast before. You, you I don't have. like
1: that movie.
2: Kanto wasn't great. Um, between Kamala and Bruno, mm-hmm. the best friend who's really in love with her and she doesn't recognise that they should be together. Bro, you're boring. Like it's, that. That's
1: not her problem. Like, I don't care about that I, I, at all. <laughs>
2: then we like, had once again i don't
1: really know bruno either anyway go on
2: <laughs> then we had kamala and najma i believe is the character's name um no uh what, not, no sorry sorry, sorry no kamran sorry kamran najma yeah. was the mother kamran and um kamala and yeah you didn't rate that wasn't at all wasn't sizzling wasn't hot no no do you have a nice car he drove, you know. Didn't think that was cute, like taking him for driving lessons. And-
1: Rose. teenage boys are obsessed with cars. Big thumbs down.
2: <laughs> and then we had uh, the Red Dagger guy. What was his name? Because it Kareem? Um, mm. Yeah, I think
1: they had the most chemistry personally. <laughs> no, hold on. What
2: Kareem was the worst.
1: Was he an anime character? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> that, right.
2: like,
1: his hair and like stuff. I was like, this is. Hilarious.
2: It was funny. You know how they in the end credit sequence they had like um some illustrated things. I think there was like concept art or maybe stuff straight out of the comic books. And like the Kareem, like there was one bit where they showed like this character with like the red bandana. I'm like, oh that looks cool. Would have mm. worked on paper. Looks just does not work on it's screen, stupid. I don't think. It's it looks stupid. silly. Mm-hmm. And then his dialogue was Fucking cringes, shit. I hated that guy. I hated him. <laughs> um, so that was your low light, the romance. Okay. Yeah. I think in general, based on how I'm talking about Kareem, the low light for me was the stuff in Mumbai, which is disappointing because, like, going to Mumbai and like Kamala getting to you know connect with her grandmother and her heritage, which is implicitly tied to her powers, seemed like mm. a great place for the show to go. Um, but I, we were talking about how poorly that like chase sequence was shot and edited. The fight scene the train station was really bad. Um, just the way they rushed all the Red Dagger stuff. I thought the show took a massive dip in quality when they went to Mumbai. And it wasn't until they got back to New Jersey, it was like, oh, this is starting to feel like the show I was enjoying for the first half of the season, basically. Um, so that was my low light, was the just how executed, poorly executed the Mumbai stuff was. What was your highlight?
1: Um, it's got to be when we journey into the past. I think that was Mm -hmm. when I was most engaged was that storyline. Um, I feel like obviously I know how it ends. sorry, you can probably hear Pearl being loose in the background. Um, obviously like I knew pretty much where it was going to end, um, or at least the outline of that, but I still felt like it had tension. I enjoyed the romance aspect of that. They had, those two had great chemistry. Um, it, it was very sad when she dies. I was like, ah, shit. And also just, like, the history of it I am interested in. So, that yeah, that, that episode's going to be my highlight, just that whole I, episode.
2: And and it's almost like half an episode, like the, the actual sequence you're talking about with mm. the flashback to the partition and this romance between Kamala, Kamala's great-grandmother or whatever it is and mm. grandfather. And it's, it's like just, a, like, a short film sort of sequence, but it is well-executed upon. Mm-hmm. Um, and did the job it wanted to do, even if it didn't feel necessarily particularly connected or important to Kamala's ultimately the trajectory of her story. I understand why you enjoyed that sequence so much. Um, I'm just going to say Iman Valani was my highlight. As I said, I you obviously didn't, but I connected with the performance as Kamala, um, and I'm really looking forward to seeing her Do more of this. See Kamala, you know, wherever she ends up in the MCU, obviously with the Marvels next. Mm. That was the takeaway for me ultimately was, okay, I I like this character now. Where do we go from here? Speaking of where do we go from here? Predictions, hopes, and concerns um, going forward with the character of Kamala Khan or a Ms. Marvel season two.
1: Mm. I only have one prediction. Mm -hmm. Um, The character of Zoe will be uh, queer. Moving forward, um, in the episode... So, Zoe's the popular TikTok girl. Sure, yep. Um, because in the episode, when they're hiding out in the school, mm-hmm. she mentions mm-hmm. that she plays softball. And then, right after that, she's like, oh, yeah, no, I I think Kamala should tell people when she's ready. I was like, oh, girl, you're coming out next season. Um, but that's the that's my only prediction.
2: I feel like th- this is one of the most impossible ones to try and have a prediction for because we know that Kamala is set up for the Marvel's movie Mm -hmm. and that's going to really open up the scope for her, you would imagine. Like, take her probably to the, like, cosmic sort of spacey type stuff that we get for Marvel. Is it possible the character could come back from Ms. Marvel Season 2? Sure. But, like, she might also just end up getting her own movie or Mm. maybe she just gets swept up into other characters' series and... Crossovers and team ups. We know there's two Avengers films coming out by like 2025, I think. Um, is there room for them to do a Ms. Marvel in there, Ms. Marvel season two? What would they do with that once she's gone big? How do you come back to small? I'm not sure that's likely. Also, apparently, it didn't get a lot of people watching it. Mm. Um, it got review bombed because fucking racist and sexist decide they didn't want. Um, like before the, anyone even had a chance to see it, it was getting reviewed on and Rotten Tomatoes and stuff like that. But also it was coming out the same time as Obi-Wan. I think Obi-Wan sort of took the limelight of Ms. Marvel. Mm. Um, So they may decide that the TV stuff is just not for her. Um, I guess the only thing we can really probably glean beyond the Marvels is that she's probably going to end up somehow involved with the X-Men, but that could be yeah. literally four or five years away. After we get through the multiverse saga that we're currently in, so impossible to make a prediction on that. I uh, w- yeah, she's not going to be in the X Men '97 or whatever it is cartoon, surely. Though, who knows? She can time travel apparently, so maybe. I think that's it. Thank you again for listening to this episode of Hunting Seasons. You can find more of what we do via our website, huntingseasonspodcast.com. Our logo comes from Sean Kirkpatrick, a.k.a. at Shawnee Boy Draws. Our theme song and bumpers come from Lucas Heil of Birthday Lauder Club. Find links to their work in our show notes. You can also find myself, Broderick Gordis, on Twitter at BGOrdis. That's B-G-O-R-D-E-S. Damask, where can people find you?
1: Nowhere!
2: You can just, uh, if you want to get in touch with Damask, please email us at uh, the above-mentioned, uh, Hunt was it, Hunting Seasons Podcast? Uh, at, no, contact at huntingseasonspodcast.com. <laughs> That's the best email address. Or um, DM us via our Twitter. Uh, next episode, we'll be back to discuss A League of Their Own Season 1.
1: Yeah, boy.
2: Um, as you can tell, Damascus excited for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am too. I haven't watched nearly as much as you have yet, but what I've seen, I've liked. I'm looking forward to getting right into it. Wow, it's those eyebrows. Stuff. Yeah, I was are just raising wiggling. my eyebrows.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's, Brad, just be warned. It's so gay. It's great.
2: <laughs> Excellent. In the meantime, thank you again for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye for now. Bye. Good
0: day, everybody. And so,